0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world. Peak too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who's somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, I'm being honest. I just hope I don't screw up this recording. I'm o for a lifetime in, you know, in person recordings. Today is the day I made sure everyone's faces to the microphone. I made sure it's recording. No issues today. That's how I feel. And as always, not at the house of Sav—he's right here next to me, Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? If there's one day that Mike can get the recording, Trent, right? talk talking fi- right to, right to, sure. be to the microphone, put the microphone right in your face. I'm not sure how we've already My lips are touching the microphone as I talk right now. Go. Alright, if, if there's any day that Michaelton can get the recording right, it's today. Because we're in like a matrix right now, boys. The Boston Marathon is happening in October. We kind of got up and just been doing like coffee and beers this morning. It's not, I can't tell if I'm a little buzzed, if I'm hungover, if I'm just exhausted from the night before. Nothing makes sense right now. So if there is one day that the mics and the sound will work, it's today. Yeah. So, uh, listen. Uh, let's just right at the top of the show. Let's do a little lesson. If you're talking... Put your face in the mic if you're not talking, pull that shit away. Can I just can I just, yeah. Can I just yeah, say, yeah, now I'm breathing? Yeah. This is this is a sound problem. This is on our sound guy. No, I should know. This is not a the sound microphone, problem. as I said. This is every podcast in the world you have to talk into a microphone. So when you talk in the microphone, talk in it. When you don't pull it away, so I don't hear you breathing. This is too much for me, boys. I think we can handle it. I think we can handle it. So we are within, we are one block from the Boston Marathon course, mile 22 and a half ish. Ooh, we've been for the past, let's see, four and a half, four and a half, five hours. <laughs> it feels like way more than that. Yeah, so it's it, been all day. It, it's it's been an all day thing. It's been it's been a great day. Um, yeah, I mean it, it, it. This was one of the more fun Boston marathons I think I've ever done. I will say I think you know it being Columbus Day or Indigenous People of America Day, um, it it's it's kind of thrown people off. It's not the typical boston marathon crowd there's probably maybe half the people you would typically see out there on on marathon monday but a great day you know what i mean it's you got a little bit of fall crisp in the air the sun came out you got you still got baseball later today so you still got the red Sox playing um the crowd that was out there was going nuts today was a really really fun boston marathon day yes yeah, steve i said it to you earlier and most years i disagree with this statement i understand this is a bad take but for what we were doing today This was perfect. The amount of people, I wanted less people because, listen, we could get right up in there. We were able to identify people, friends of the program, you know, just, like, people we knew in the race from, you know, 100 meters away They heard every single word that we said because we were right up on the line having a good time. So like I said, usually I want it to be six people deep. I want this place. I want Boston packed and loud. But today for what we were doing, having it be like a smaller crowd actually worked out good. It was awesome. Listen, I don't disagree with you. A lot of advantages by having little less people here today. But come on, businesses and companies of Boston and like the greater greater For Boston sure. area. What are you doing? I know multiple people that could not come today because they had to work. Patriots Day, which the whole city or the whole state of Mass, the whole... Region of New England shuts down on Patriots Day. It's not about the fact that it's Patriots Day. It's the fact that it's the Boston Marathon. So just because Patriots Day already happened and the marathon you know, is today and not back then, we need to make this a real holiday and nobody should well, have the well, work this, today. This one is a real holiday. Like This is a federal holiday. This is a red-letter day. Patriots Day, I, this isn't slander. I'm not saying it's not a real holiday. But it's not a real holiday. It's a holiday we made up. So like, if any day... It, it should be bigger crowds and you know wide open business like that it's like, today's an actual holiday does anybody remember their patriots day this year with no marathon steve what did you do on patriots day this year didn't we watch reruns was that this year i can't remember if that was this year or last year that was last year oh boy I, I the point no- is there's nothing going on it's the marathon so we need to make today is the holiday the marathon is the holiday not not some arbitrary day in april so uh, I do up front, I, we need to confess, we, so we literally, we just came from the marathon course. We are on my brother's balcony in Brighton. We can see the course still from the balcony. Kind of a nice setup here. You know, we're kind of outside, so if you if you hear some ambient noise, I apologize. I was for Was gonna that. say I don't know how good these mics are, but yeah. you like, might be able to hear cheers. From the course, yeah, which, you know. yeah, maybe you might be able to. Um, but yeah, we kind of got a nice little outdoor setup here on the balcony here here in here in Brighton, Massachusetts. But I think we need to admit up front that we didn't, we haven't been able to watch the full race. So everything we talk about is going to go off of what we saw in the first hour of the race, and then what we saw in person. So excuse our ignorance of what actually happened at the finish line I was gonna say if you're coming here for like the elite breakdown and like the finish for second and third not and that's not what you're gonna get this is sideline reporting right here this is what happened I'm talking listen when CJ Albertson came past me he had a chance to win this so that's all I know so I mean let, let's get into that first let's get into this so well before we do that I I do need to talk a little bit about the morning and a little bit of the setup to the day so Mm. Yeah, no I we're, we we're going to no I we're going to I gonna, think if we just move we're, around we're, to CJ Albertson we we're, we're, we're going to get into it. we're going to get into it. So I knew that I had to get up. I had to get some work done. But I also knew that I wanted to come in, and I needed to get here early to find parking. I needed to navigate around the Boston Marathon course. My brother Chris and I were going to go for a run before the race. So I got to Brighton, Massachusetts around 7.15, parked, walked my car over, walked over to his, his place, went for a run. I knew that I needed to get where he, he was, and I had to completely navigate around the Boston Marathon course because um, – I've lived my whole life in the area. I've been coming to this race since I was five years old. I understand how the city works on this day. Now, time's getting... We told everybody to meet us here around 9 o'clock at the latest. We're going to watch a little bit, maybe have a drink at at my brother's place. And then we were going to make our way out to the course to see the leaders come through. It's getting close to 9 o'clock. Mike calls Chris saying he needs help parking. He's on the opposite side of the marathon course. And I can hear chris talking to mike and i was like mike what are you talking about you're on the other side of the marathon course he's like listen steve i'm just following the gps mike mike how old are you you're 29 years old that's right you're 29 years old okay that's not that's not true i think i'm 28 years old you're 28 years old the boston marathon cuts the city in half okay and you're not able to cross it why are you following the gps why aren't you? What what, what 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 part of you thinks that you can just you can just stroll into a block from the marathon course following the GPS on Marathon First Monday? Of all, I didn't even know where I've never been to Chris's house. I don't know where he lives. And second of all, I haven't Listen, I haven't lived in this city in almost a decade. Yes, this but that's a can, decade. You can and you can, you can, first, have, you, can first, never, you can have you can have some general understanding. You can have some general understanding of how the city works and where you need to go on Marathon but, Monday. But let me tell you how close this was. I literally saw them. What are the, what are those things? The wooden uh, the wooden horse things that the cops put out to block off roads. Hey, I, I think wooden horses. Or, okay, or, the, whatever. I literally saw them putting that out in front of me. I was two cars back and I watched it. So it wasn't like I missed it by a mile. I watched them block off the street. And I went up to the cop and I begged them. I was like. Sorry, like I, my I, I kind of I was like my apartment's right up there. I was like he's like I'm sorry. Sir. They were probably so stunned that a car was coming through. They are like oh no shoot, no. Put I was in a, I was in a line of like a hundred people. I watched I I was so far back in traffic that I watched cars go through that intersection. If I you know if I. You know, didn't have to pick up the, you know, if I, credit to me, if I didn't pick up these delicious bagels that have been keeping everybody sober and, and uh, you know, nice and full all day long, then I probably would have been here in time to just blow right through that intersection. Nobody's business. Nobody would have known. Mike, just Trying say to- you were wrong. Just say you're sorry. <laughs> Admi- the fact that you s- you're using the GPS is like an excuse, right? That's not an excuse. That makes it sound even worse that you're following. I'm it's totally a- in Steve's camp on this. I think we're this. all very aware. I didn't know how to get to this apartment. How am I going to get here without the GPS? I don't know where I'm going. I've never been in this I don't before, know Michael. where I'm going. I've, I've never been in this, to this Maybe You either. took the bus. Yeah, I've but I know... this apartment either. I figured it out. I knew where I was. I looked on a map. I saw where Chris's apartment was in relation to the uh-huh. course and knew I didn't have to go past the course to get there. Uh, I'm an out-of-towner, though. So, that's the difference. I'm not, yeah, listen, I don't, I'm not from Friggin here. Friggin' Connecticut, guys. Yeah. You're going to be cheering for the Yankees and Giants next thing you know. Yeah, so ridiculous because I was less than a mile away from Chris's front door when we had this conversation. It took us 45 minutes to get from less than a mile away from Chris's front door to the parking spot. Yeah, you know why? Because there's the biggest event of the year that's cutting the, the city in half than, that you can't cross. Yeah. Just, just. If I was five minutes earlier we'd be... We, we, we already would have been breaking down C.J. Albertson's huge uh, victory as far as I'm concerned. And Anyways, let's get let's get into the beginning of the race and kind of what we saw in terms of the leaders coming through cj albertson from the gun in the first half first quarter mile pulls a yuki kawauchi and says listen i'm not i'm not going to sit in this pack i'm going to lead this race and if i'm going to have a shot at the podium i'm going to go wire to wire so opens up a massive gap i think he was up to like a two and a half minute lead on the field at one point uh, I think when we had him on the podcast, we called him a certified psychopath, and he ran like it today. He ran like a madman, and I loved every second of it. Now, the pack had swallowed him up just as he came, cro- you know, mile, across yeah, where we mile had 22. mile twenty-two, mile half. But all we wanted the entire time, because you know, like we saw the we saw the lead dwindling, dwindling. All we wanted was to just have C.J. Albertson in the lead or in the pack by the time he came to our crew, because we were going to go nuts for him. And we missed that by about three minutes. I mean, he was still connected to the pack, kind of. He was still there, but it just a lot of times you see guys go out like crazy hard, like this. And, you know, they get swallowed up like half... Of, I mean, he was four miles away from the finish line when he gets swallowed up. So, I mean, like, how uh, you, you can't... Nobody can give this guy a hard time for, like, his race track. I mean, he went for it. And th- he went and, for and it. And that is... I think he'll be the first one to tell you that's the only way he wins this race is if he goes out and does something crazy. Because, I mean, when we walked down to the line, which I think was probably like an hour and five, hour and ten minutes into the race, he had a solid, like, half mile on the field. It wasn't even close. That was the only chance he had, and he went after it, and he was four miles short. And like you said, when he came through us, it, it wasn't like he was way back. He didn't fall off. He was still part of the pack. And not only was he still part of the pack. The guy had energy. Like, we had a nice oh, yeah. CJ chant going. We were pretty excited because, you know, we're watching on television. He's led the whole thing, he put himself out there. He deserved. A little support from the crowd, and when he heard us chant, man, he was feeling it. He was he was giving the crowd, you know, a little little hand wave, trying to get a little bit more support. He was like egging us on. The guy knew how to bring it today. For a guy who was up front the whole time, you would think he would have been toasted, just falling apart. He held it together, and you, and you could see it on the on the TV when he was kind of, you know, when he was leading early on in the race. He was like pumping up the crowd. He was getting people going. Well, I was gonna say, like, you know. 90 95% of the people who come out to the Boston Marathon are just Boston people. They're coming, it's, it's an event, like you said, Steve. They're not necessarily like most of these people probably don't know who CJ Albertson is, right? So when they walk by, they maybe read his bid hey, Albertson, Albertson. But the fact that right when he kind of falls off the pack and he's trying to hang on, he had a CJ chant. clearly. This is maybe one of the first like. Groups of people that knew who he was. This late in the race, he was fired up. He was giving us the little, you know. Like I said, he's falling. And, and the I pack. think I was watching his splits, and I think he had fallen when he had really fallen off coming up the hill. I think he was like 520 to 525 pace, but after he passed us, I think he dropped like a 455. Yeah, so like, it was a fast part of the course, but he had the energy to get kind of get going again. Credit to us, boys. We, we propelled CJ through an important stretch of that race, and he got tenth place. He hung on for a solid top. He got a top ten finish at Boston. Second, second American. I think he got nipped by Colin Betty, but uh, uh, Colin Benny. Um, I think he got nicked by Colin at you know kind of at, at the line there, looking at the results. But listen, the guy went for it. He had his moment of glory out there, and you know what? I don't think we've seen the last of CJ Albertson in the big you Know the big city marathon. Oh, and the other thing, it was his birthday today,
1: so that was pretty cool. Him.
0: Happy birthday, yeah! Happy birthday you to CJ saying- You want to sing happy birthday? Happy birthday to CJ. That's good. That good. Also, how have we not had Colin Benny on yet? He's a lo- local guy. I, you know, I should probably get my stats and research department on this, but I'm he's a Massachusetts guy, he's a local guy, and in the last. It dating back to like the marathon trials. He's been in the mix in a ton of big marathons in the last like two or three years. He's not a name that gets thrown around a ton, but he's a local guy. He's someone that we need to talk to. Shout out to him if you're the first American at the Boston Marathon. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Colin Benny, Princeton, Massachusetts. Princeton, yeah. Come on the pod, Colin. Oh, we've uh, we've reached yeah, out we to can, him. We get him. Yeah, can we get again. We got to we got to play the connection game to get him on. But we'll get him on. Um... But yeah, and like I said, I don't know too much about the finish there, Trent. You looks like you're pulling up the results there. You want to? I, wanna... I, I did. I watched the like the last stretch of the men's finish, and I think it was around like mile twenty-four. So soon after the the pack moved past us, Kibru Two put a huge move on, and he won by like a minute or two like he really put the gap on he put the hammer down he was just kind of sitting he was touted as one of the favorites and he came in and he did his thing came across the line unmatched unchallenged you know is one of the things he he sees a guy like cj albertson go off and he's not worried about it he's just sitting back running his race knowing that when it comes down to it that's it we got the music going that's the kind of ambient noise we're talking about getting fired up but yeah no he i think he, he was probably licking his chops yeah, that was like his the race. half marathon he, he was like never oh, worried. Oh, baby, no, let's go yeah, never yeah. worried about it he he made his move right about where we were right like he was maybe just a, a few steps on the field at that point uh that was a big group that they dropped like nobody nobody was even close to being able to go with them like he had a real—I don't have the splits in front of me—but he had a real strong kind of final five miles. There ends up winning by forty-five seconds. Uh, let's see other noticeable finishes. The top two and three were Lemmy uh, Berhanu and Jamel Yimer, and then a couple U.S. guys that are worth knowing. Scott Fobble comes in 16th place. Let's talk about Scott, Scott, that's Scott, that's Scott, Fable. About Scott Fable for a second. So leading up to Scott Fobble coming past us, we had a long discussion. Do we boo Scott Fobble? noted history with Scott. I don't think Scott likes very much. I don't really have that huge of a gripe with Scott, but I just don't think, you know, we get along all that well. So we decided, booing somebody in a marathon, (laughs) I don't care about him being pissed at us, but that's a surefire way to get the rest of the crowd, like, not loving you. Because we were rowdy. Like We we wanted uh, people around us to like us. Everybody in the area knew who we were, clearly. So we're like... so instead we decided, we opted into, we agreed as a group to go with the Fobble, one of those chants, you know, like you saw in the Red Sox wildcard game a couple weeks ago. But I will say, despite our agreement to go with the Fobble chant, there was booze in there. I'm don't, I'm not i not going to point any fingers, I don't know who it was, but there was booze from our group. So as an American in the freaking marathon, one of the top like three Americans coming through, we got a helicopter, let's go stuff woke got booed by the feet 2 early group, so I don't know. I I stand by it. I stand by it. He, I'm not afraid of it. He was totally alone at that point too, so totally. He could hear us loud and clear, and everything is directed right at him at that point. Do you think he's ever gotten booed in a marathon before? Oh, we didn't boo- well, I guess boss Man ran. I don't want to There's too many people under the bus here, but we uh, we definitely yeah we gave him his first boos. He's probably ever heard in any race. This is awesome. We just got a helicopter just chilling over us. They, they might be filming us right yeah. now. Yeah. Wait. No. When uh, when he came by and we were giving him the fumble, fumble, and he was all by himself. It was like there was like a he was behind the lead pack. He was kind of all by himself there. And he just looked at us. He's like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> and then shortly behind him was uh, was his buddy Scott Smith, and we gave him the, uh, "Hey, Scott Smith, you handsome." And he I don't yeah. think he remembered us but the other day I, the other day I saw him at uh, I was I was working at marathon sports I was helping out there and he came walking by us arm he was just like in a crowd and I just said hey Scott Smith you're looking handsome and he looked at me he was like what the hell is going on I needless to say I don't think the NAZ NAZ crew is a big fan of us Well I mean there's no way he knew what you were referring to he just thought you were some random guy calling him handsome which is great. Uh, but yeah, I I think they could probably pass pass on us. But we did give him a big applause today. Like we were we were all about Scott. Today. Yeah, we we went right from Fable to shouting out uh, our guy Scott Smith here, right behind the two Scots. and then they finished uh, next to each other in the rank. I think it was sixteen and seventeen. And then who else? Uh, there, there's a couple of noble names: Rory Linklitter, He was way Rory back. Rory Linklater. Parks Parker, Parker Stinson was way back. Matt, Matt McDonald, twenty years oh, old. So McDon- our guy, Matt, Matt, McDonald. Matt McDonald, rocking the BAA singlet. Was right. ready for that. We were looking for his family out there. Like we hung out with them at the trials. Didn't, see they him. definitely would have recognized That's us. That's right. right. We were our guys. Um, and then, unless there's anybody else notable on the men's side, I think the women's side, huge deal. A girl that we've been on since day one, that we've been telling the entire running world, you need to look out for, Nell Rojas. First American at the Boston Marathon. She was in the mix for most of the race. She is the real deal. We've said it a million times. What more can we say about Nell Rojas? She was at the front of the pack for most of the race. Yeah, like she always is. Every big time marathon. She's always at the front of the pack. She always puts herself in a chance to to compete well. She held on for sixth place too. She was there the whole time. She was right there in the mix. I think Keny- And she was hurting too. And to, yeah. to hold on to hold on to the top American, hold on to sixth place, uh, you know, to to kind of she she fell it, it got you know, when the pack moved when the pack moved, it hit her pretty hard, but I feel like she she fought hard. She held on for a, an awesome finish and you know, a finish that kind of Put you down in the record books here in Boston. You're top American here. Um, you know, cr- credit to Nell. A very gutsy, tough race out there. Trent, maybe, uh, you know, stats and research department, but I think it was Kip Yogi, maybe, who took home the, the dub on the woman's side. Yeah, Kenyans went one through four, so Kip Yogi followed by Kip Lagat, and then, oh, boy, boys. Uh, and then another Kenyan. <laughs> no, no, come on. You can do it. Say it. Uh, it. Naguji. Yeah, Naguji. That's right. That's Is that right? I don't know. I think I know. <laughs> I trust you on that one. Uh, but strong finish. It was that was another. It was a pretty good race on the women's side as well. From the little we kind of, you know, you guys had it up on your, your cell phone, so we're trying to watch that after we had watched the men go by. And Kippy Guy and Kiplegat were kind of going at it uh, for a while. But Kippy Guy made a nice move. She ended up winning by uh, I don't know thirty seconds or so. Yeah, and she had right around us, like right on the twenty-two mark, had a couple girls challenge her because she started out in the lead. And then had a bit of a gap. She had people kind of reel her in. Right around us, there was a bit of a race going, and then she opened it up in the last couple of miles. So good race there. Again, we like we said, we didn't watch the whole thing, but from what we saw, it, it looked like a, a pretty competitive race up front. Um, best moment of my day. And So I think once we, you know, maybe once we are finished talking about the actual race, we can talk about the moments of the race, talk about our experience of the race. But I do want to cheat into that a little bit here. Um <laughs> Again, we we were clearly in the area we were in, the most vocal. You could hear us every step of the way. The minute we saw that lime green of Desi Davila coming down the stretch there, we get a Desi Chant going. She was on the opposite side of the road. She diverts. This is a Boston Marathon champion diverting her path, taking probably fifteen, twenty extra steps than she needs to to come over to us. She high fives every single one of us. I'll never wash my hand again I couldn't believe that she veered for us Dude, like you said like she completely veered so she's not she never put herself in contention to win no. this, that wasn't in her game plan for today but she was still running hard right she still, still had a top 20 finish yeah. she, I think she's looking at it now she came in 17th place so still like she's not messing around out what there what was her time? she ran 235 wow that was quick if I'm not wrong on, I think that might be faster than her winning year now it's not that her would, fastest Boston. That she wouldn't fin- surprise me. She yeah. finished second. I, I she ran like I think she ran like she ran like two twenty one, like when she finished second like a long time ago. But I think the what year she won she won like two she ran like two thirty eight. But we we've talked about it before, and Desi is like queen in Boston forever, right? And she oh, can yeah. she she could step on the line at Boston for the next twenty years and hobby jog it. And she's gonna get love. People are gonna chant. her. like, she's, she's she's Dave Roberts' status. Yeah, exactly. Once you, once you win this thing, especially as an American, you're you're a fan favorite. So I think there's part of her right. Like, she's hyper competitive, and at that point of the race, she knows she's not winning it. So it's like, all right, like I'm gonna embrace my heroism here, and you know, you know, go. Uh, hit up these guys chanting my name and and what a moment it was so uh, on that on that same kind of sentiment there I had a pretty cool moment with Meb Kofleski earlier this week. And I'm not going to get in the whole story. Maybe I'll tell the whole story another time. But anyways, I was like working directly with him for like two hours on Saturday. And I had to go pick him up at his hotel and, and walk him over to where we were working. And, uh, you know, I, I knew he wasn't racing. But I was like, Meb, are, are you going to run Are you going to jump in? I thought he might do like a Desi thing, you know, run, you know, do a hard effort, but not be in the mix to win. And he's like, no, they put me on a duck boat. And I said, Meb? That's what they do to champions here in Boston. Yes. So those are two. I mean, yeah. I mean, Desi and Meb are two people where it's like, you know, immortalized with their you know their wins here in, at the Boston Marathon. And they're they're immortal, as you've said. And they don't need to do anything else at this point. And they're still heroes, but they both totally own it. Like, Desi just giving high fives to the crowd. Meb showing up and riding on the duck boats. I mean, those are two guys, or, or a man and a woman, who are just going to own it. And like they should forever. Yeah. So, speaking of heroes... I don't want to call myself a hero. And I'm not trying to say that we worked harder than the folks running the marathon today. But I'll say it. We worked harder than the folks running the marathon today. Man, my voice is raspy. I, I got a headache. Two I'm hours tired. into this thing, I was like, I'm not doing okay. <laughs> but you take a step back and you're like, you know what? No, I got to bring the energy. Because if I don't bring the energy, who's going to bring the energy? So am I here? Are we heroes? I don't know. But I know, I know that mild... 22 in general was a better place to be because of us that's for all I, sure. and everybody i think and you know like you said we were very we did it respectfully but we were well, rowdy and i think for I think, the most and part think, there was a few respect. i think part, respectfully. i think i think i i think for the most part everybody around us loved us yes um also speaking of heroes i know not only did I need a second to regroup myself and like a couple minutes to gather myself, but I had to pee three times during this like four or five hour stretch. And Steve didn't pee a one time. That man stood on that gate and he held in that bladder for five straight hours while we were just kicking back beers, screaming mm-hmm. our faces off. Hero. What, one of the more impressive things I've ever done. Um, and, and, have and, you peed, and, have and you two, peed and, since? Have you pee and, when we get back? In a little piece of information, I needed to pee that whole time. Yeah, I needed I mean, to pee that whole time, but I didn't. I was having so much fun, I didn't want to miss any of it. I was having so much fun, and everybody's in. And, and we got a great setup. Where we like I said, we can see the course from where we're at. We're a block away, you know. We can run back and forth to my brother's apartment, and the course is right over there. And everybody was doing that. I didn't want to miss a second of the action. I, I, and I needed to pee the whole time. So Mike, I, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I didn't bring it up, but I'm glad somebody noticed. Yeah. I was like a, a brand new puppy today. I, yeah. I had coffee and beer by 9 a.m. And then I'm also trying to stay hydrated so I don't feel like total dog shit. So that means I came, I think I came in the most. If Steve's the hero for not going at all, I'm the anti-hero. Because I, I think I came in like every 45 minutes on the clock to go in, take a piss, get a, a fresh a glass of water, maybe a bite of a bagel, and get back out there. So I think more important than the... Uh... You know, we've talked about the elites. we talked about Desi. we talked about our guys. We've talked about CJ. I think more important than all that is, like, when we talk about the Boston Marathon, the real Boston Marathon, I mean, the people we're talking about is not anybody who's going to make an appearance on Flow Track. It's not anybody who's, you know, going to be talked about on Let's Run. I'm talking about, like, the people of the Boston Marathon and the moments we had today. And we were trying to feed people beers all day long today, right? Like we were trying to everything we could to try and get people in the marathon to take some beers. And boy, did we have some absolute heroes who just came through slugging. And there were some people like pretty early on. Oh, there was that one guy who was oh, like, so there was one guy super fast. There was one guy. He had to have been under 240 pace. I mean, for he sure was, he was moving and, I, and like I had you know we brought up, we bought extra because you know you're going to give some out to people that want it but we weren't ready we weren't ready to hand out beers at that point. And he comes blasting by, and we all got, like, red soul cups in our hands. And he's, like, just – he's just, like, reaching to grab one. And so I had, like, half a beer in my hand, and I just held out my cup. And he came over, grabbed it, chugged it down, and tossed the cup. And I was, like – I kind of felt bad because the guy had, like, a half-full warm beer. But he just was, like – he took it down nah, like it was, a champ. That was unbel- – I mean, that guy – That was my favorite performance of the day because there was different versions of people taking beer. There's people who stopped and drank a beer with us. There's some people who like... Craig Robinson was a close second. Craig Robinson was awesome. He chugged it right in our our face. I don't know. You know what? It's 1A, 1B. I mean, he came... he, He was another person that ran... So he ran by us a little bit, saw us, came over, grabbed a full ice cold beer right out of the cooler, chugged it down, Chris Robinson style, like a champ. Tossed the can up in the air and kept running. I don't know. I think I need to give. I think I need the, to give him my favorite. The only difference is, is Craig knows us, right? So like, at least he had a little bit of motivation. This other guy, there was no reason for him to be taking that beer. We weren't even offering it to him, and the guy was steaming passes. It was like the guy just needed a little bit of hydration. He said, "Ah, you know what? A beer will do it." So I agree. Craig was awesome, but to me, it's one A, one B, one C is after about 20 army people walked by me oh my god i feel like "Ah, i'm in uniform i wish this this girl was just like completely by herself she was huffing and puffing she was a mile 22 walking in her boots and she thought about it for a second she knew she shouldn't do it and she took the beer and put it in her pocket while she walked by some of her army buddies in my mind I'm knowing as soon as she can't be seen by her army buddies she's cracking that thing she's one C it goes the random guy that took it Craig Robinson and then the army lady who drank the beer in uniform right in front of you know the whole the whole racist face the random guy that took it I had a a big full like mimosa so it was you know champagne and an orange juice of course and he almost took mine because he was looking for anything. He just needed a drink at that point. I feel like I would have killed him if he started chugging like a sugary-ass champagne my Yeah, that'd be, uh, tough. that'd be tough to drink Yeah, you can't bounce back from that. <laughs> we got a helicopter over here again. But I'm sitting here looking, sitting on a balcony looking at Joe Rand coming from God knows where. And that reminds me of a couple other unbelievable moments. Uh, there was a girl who ran by us. And Joe's trying to offer her a beer. And <laughs> she... Uh, She's like, ah, no, no, I don't know, I don't know. And, like, she kind of turns, she's like, ah, I wish I took a beer. Joe runs to the cooler, grabs it, and starts running down the train tracks, (laughs) meets her, like, a hundred yards down the marathon course, gives her a beer, she cracks it right there. Unbelievable moment. And then also, another thing that he was doing that I appreciated, because sometimes, especially where we were at mile 22 and a half, you have a lot of people who are, like, in a really bad place. We've all been there mile yep, 22 marathon you're hurting not feeling great you don't necessarily want somebody in your face being like "You can't do it which I mean we were doing but I never know what to say in those moments because it's like do you encourage these people does that just make them feel worse what do you do Joe was just looking at these people calling out their bib numbers just being like we love you we love you and I was like Huh. What a thing to say to somebody who's just, like, having the worst moment of their life. They got four miles left to go on a marathon. Everything hurts. And it's just like, they're not encouraging you. It's not like, come on, you can. No, it's just like, listen, man, we're in this with you. We got you. So I, I started saying I, I did like that a lot. The best part about it was that it worked. There it had definitely to definitely about. I would say out of, the, out of all the people that walked by us, when we gave them a nice we love you, At least two-thirds of them started running again and there's nothing more satisfying than as a spectator at the Boston Marathon to know you made a real influence you made a real impact on that person's day because they got supercharged and started running again I would argue that the moments when somebody decided that they were ready to start running in front of us and we went I mean we went crazy I would argue those might be better than the beer moments. The beer moments were great, but when somebody was like completely dejected and done, and then decided, "Okay, I'm gonna finish this thing right in front of us," the place went bananas. Those might have been the best moments of the day. The best moment of the day, I, I those were great, but I'm gonna make an argument for a different best moment of the day. Now, there was a lot of two crew out there, right? We saw we saw a good amount of saw a good amount of the two crew out there. But one member of the two crew was wa- rocking oh, the, the P2E singlet, the two crew singlet. Our boy Jack Broderick, who I just checked, ran a 2:54. Very impressive That's day that, for that Boston. Yeah, very go. impressive day for our guy Jack. But yeah, seeing the singlet come by, and I was just thinking. You know, when we decided to do this a few years ago, Trent's wearing it now. We ironed on letters onto a Brooks like crappy tech it looks shirt. Terrible, and, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, and then to see like a real like one of our real P two E singlet come by running a great marathon out there, that was that was pretty cool. Well, and see, the best part of it was we saw him coming from a while. We got a two crew, two crew chant going, and he's in mile twenty two of marathon. He doesn't really know what's going on. He kind of like acknowledges us for a second, but it's not until he's like past us. That he realizes what's going on, where they're like cheering him on, and he went nuts. He's like jumping up in the air, all the energy in the world. <laughs> I mean, I was I was like, "Shit, I, I'm in jeans, but I might, I might go run with Jack right now." He's got me all kinds of fire out. Yeah, he almost came back, just like yeah, hanging with hang the like, boys for a minute. He's like, "These no, guys he, are having fun." He he's got to run a 254. He's got to, you know, he had to get that 254. He couldn't stop. Speaking of coming back, I don't remember his name. He's a guy that we kind of know. There was one of <laughs> it's one of those signs. The uh, like tap here for a power boost. Guy comes by, he hits the the sign. Tap here for a power boost. Accidentally knocks the sign to the ground. Oh, oh, David Perloff. Da- yeah, David. Okay, ran. and David- he like, turns around. He's like unsure if he should go and like he feels bad. Like he's unsure if he should go and pick up the sign. It's like, dude, you're in a marathon. Screw the sign. Just keep running, brother. Da- David Perloff. And here's the thing, like. You know, <laughs> you could tell he was, he was a little spaced out. He didn't really know what he was. And he—and we're next to the sign, and we're like, it's loud at this point because it's probably, like, the most people out in the course at this point. And we're, like, chanting his name. We're like, let's go, Dave, let's go, Dave. He comes by, knocks the sign down, runs back, picks up the sign, and runs past us and completely misses all of us because he knocked the sign down. Just, yeah, that, that was pretty Unbelievable funny. Unbelievable moment. One of, my, one of my personal favorites from the day. For those of you <laughs> who are new to the program, I'm a big anti-Notre Dame guy. I love Runeet. Really oh, this Notre is a great Dame. moment. Oh, man. I see a guy coming by in a Notre Dame singlet. Just the right timing where it was pretty quiet. So I just I just give him a big, you know, Notre Dame sucks. I just just yell right at him. Like, <laughs> Notre Dame sucks, man. And he just perfectly responds with a F you. And just no, like, he didn't say F you. I know this is a, a PG podcast, but... I'm I'm quoting You're him. quoting. I'm quoting him. let us let's, let's play it back. You you be you and I'll be that guy. Notre Dame sucks! Hey, fuck you. It was so fair. I mean, it was immediate it was great. I mean <laughs> this guy was serious too. Like he was mile twenty two in the marathon, but he cared that much that you said that. Like he was very upset that you said that. That for like people who again, just going to the marathon for not for the elite runners just for, like those moments to enjoy that there's nothing better than that right like you're just searching for anything you gotta see a sea of people coming by and you're just like scanning shirts scanning shirts for anything you can shout out that like might get acknowledged whether it's like the guy who just writes like Bob on his shirt and you're gonna cheer on Bob or whether it's a you know a guy who puts a Notre Dame shirt you're searching for anything that you can latch on to that might get you any kind of moment and thats That's that's it. That's like that's the best part of going to these marathons. And sometimes you see your ex girlfriend that you haven't seen in a few years. (laughs) Michael (laughs) Todd, really, yeah. Shout out Chelsea. She ran great. I think she She looked good going by. I don't know. Is there anybody else we got to shout out? I mean, we can keep going on that. But unless you want to shout somebody else (laughs) out, or we keep talking about that. We can shout out other people too. There <laughs> a lot of people ran great today. Steve Polito, I'll give a shout out. to Steve so he uh, gave nice yes, he ran yes sir. Uh, shout out to the people we didn't necessarily know, but all the people with just the nipple blood stains. Uh, I mean, I think dude, I think bad. I saw more bloody nipples today than I've I've ever seen at a Boston Marathon. And you know what I think it is? I think it's the fall crisp in the air. Little crisp. People Although, people, didn't, people didn't put enough uh, body glide on. Although I will say, Steve, we're sitting here on this deck, which again very weird recording outside i kind of like it um it's hot as hell right now it is hot as hell i'm dying the sun's baking on us but yeah i think early in the morning maybe it was a little crisp that might it might get the nipples a little tender but is there a, i don't want do to go for it no i don't want to do it no because patriots day is too sacred you can never do it but Uh, No, let's go there. Let's go there. October is the right time for a marathon. I I want to October is the right. April is not the right time for a marathon. October in New England is the – I mean, can you get – look around, Steve. Can you get more perfect for a marathon than right this second? I want to start the official motion to move Boston Marathon to – permanently to Columbus Day. Permanently. Can we – but we also – we need to move Patriots Day, too, then. Well, Columbus Day well, is... Well, yeah, Columbus Day is... Cancel I, Columbus I, I, Day and just make it's a Patriots already, it's Day. It's already a thing, right? Let's just get rid of Columbus Day and make a Patriots Day. We, we make can a give a Indigenous day. Peoples Day to April. Yes. That can be in the yes. middle of April. Yes. We're done with Columbus Day, oh, and see, now we have Patriots Day. We, we are solving running issues. We're solving... World issues. World issues. Because there was a big thing about the marathon on Indigenous Peoples Day. People were talking about that. Yeah. So let's just give them the April day, and then Patriots Day then gets today. And you know what I love about it? If we do this, this new this new setup, the Red Sox playing is not always a given, right? So when the Red Sox do play, it's that much more special. Yeah, my goodness. So Mike, you're you're in for you're in for a long day. Yeah, I'm in for a long day. I it's a uh, what time is it? I don't even know. Let's let's take a look. It's uh three forty-five. <laughs> Chris just texted me. Don't forget to mention Desi. If you didn't bring it up already. Hey, hey. Thanks, Chris. I forget to talk about Desi's is the greatest moment of my life. What an idiot. Yeah, it's three forty five in the afternoon, and in a couple hours from now I've been drinking since ten AM. I'm going to the Red Sox game. After Christian Vasquez just Potential clinching Red Sox game. clinching Red Sox. I've never been to a clinching playoff game before. So this could be special. Um here's the conundrum it's three forty-five. we probably need to head over I, you know i want to be a little bit early i want to get the atmosphere what do we think do, do i nap before this i've been drinking no the, no because initially no. you know no. er, early on in the day i would say like at, at 11 o'clock when Trent, maybe our first pee break we're walking back and i was like Trent, i am not in a good place no, right now. no you you're like, gonna, I am, you are gonna I'm feel not. i'm telling you mike you're gonna feel so terrible after yeah, that nap that, and, that's how i feel and, now but you're gonna feel worse you're going to feel significantly worse, and you're not going to have the adrenaline excitement. So you don't feel great right now, but you got the adrenaline going. Once you go to sleep, it's very tough to get that adrenaline back. Sca- Here, here's my big scare, Steve, is it's 345. If I stop drinking now, then by three hours from now, I'll be, like, tired and, like, hungover. So I'm if- telling you, I'm telling you, take it, from somebody, take it from somebody who has plenty of experience in this. Going to sleep right now is the worst thing that you could do. So what do I do? Just keep sipping for the no, rest of the day? You no, can, you can slow down. You can have some water, get some okay. food in you. And then, you know, when the game gets closer, you know, crack another mill of light. But I'm telling you, don't go to sleep. Well, you're you're in front of me right now. You're wearing the yellow Boston Marathon Red Sox shirts. Are they wearing those tonight? No, I, think, I, think I, I don't okay. think we're going to see these again for the rest of the year. But if on Marathon Monday, which is today, playoff game, potential clinching here, game, here. if you're not wearing... The marathon yellows, or or I would say, maybe even better yet, wear the that wear that the white cool. Boston jerseys. That'd be cool. The, the, so you know. so he, he, here's the problem. Here's the problem with wearing the wearing the yellows in a in a big game. So I, I love the. I think these jerseys are awesome. I hope they do it the week leading up to Boston Marathon every single year. But on Boston Marathon, on Marathon Monday, they wear the the white and red Boston because that that jersey means a lot to the city. But the problem with these singlets because they're so outrageous, they're so different. If they lose a big game in these singlets, if they lose I, I keep calling singlets, They use a, they lose a big game in these jerseys, then they're kind of dead. It's hard to bring them back. And and also winning like nobody expected the Red Sox to maybe early in the season, but over the last couple of months nobody expected the Red Sox to win the ALDS. So if you win the ALDS in those yellows, it's it is kind of a weird image, like yeah. Five years from now, looking back, like the the video montage of the of the yellows. The, the, the story you... the story of the yellows is kind of, it's kind of there because they needed they needed that winning streak late sure. in the season. They threw the yellows on for the streak when nobody and so like you kind of had that story. And then I think you you bring them back. It kind of kills it a little bit. I think you need to wear the whites. I would with wear Boston. the whites. Today. I think you need I to wear the, whites. the marathon. Because we've had this argument before, right? Like, I argued that they should be wearing the yellows on Marathon Monday, and you talked me out of it, and I now agree with you. I think that's the right play. So if we're going to do it back in April, I mean, what better time? 2013, you know, the time when those those uniforms were born from, the whites with the red Boston. You have a playoff game on Marathon Monday, which is something that will never, ever happen again. I think you need to go with that. All the running fans out there are loving our yeah. breakdown of what color uniforms the Red Sox should wear in their playoff games Should today. we talk about Mac Jones? Like, what else should we talk about, Trent? You want to talk a little basketball? You want to talk a little Celtics? Hey, I went know. to the Celtics preseason game the other night. I will Wait, admit. did you actually? I did. I did go to probably Aaron Neesmith. And Romeo Lankford is going to be a real player I this year. <laughs> I didn't even know that they sold tickets to Celtics preseason games. Who in the world goes to... When does basketball start basketball, I felt like it just ended the first basketball game is a week from Monday you are Tuesday a week from Tuesday so, so, I'm not ready for that so no chance I get invited into that league huh <laughs> I think the yeah. league is yeah. full yeah. This that's a callback. I, I feel like I would have known about that by now that's, that's a call back right. yeah. um, hey boys why don't we kick off the bell app yeah I, yeah. let's do it we, we're all that right. far off the rails Steve? Yeah. <laughs> we need yeah. to be done but alright Mike what do you got for people on the bell app Steve We kind of jumped into it. Of course, I had to talk about it. Listen, I'm going to the game tonight. I've never felt more confident in my entire life. We're getting it done tonight. Like I said, I've never been to a clinching game. I'm going to be there. I'm tired as hell. I'm drinking all day. It's a grind, but it's going to pay off. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And not only are we going to win, last night was dramatic. It was 13 innings. We had the walk-off home run. That's not going to be tonight. Tonight? We're going to win, and we're going to win big. We're going to dominate. Our offense is going to go nuts. It's not going to be close the entire game. The entire game is going to be a party. It's going to be wonderful. That's gonna. That's it. That's quick, quick tangent before we move on to Trent. I was at the the wild card game against the Yankees. Did we talk about this? We did not. We did not. And it was maybe the loudest I've ever seen Fenway, oh, yeah. I've ever heard Fenway. The place was going crazy absolutely nuts and i'll tell you what leaving the game there was more obliterated drunk people leaving that game than i've ever seen after a new england sporting game like it was people couldn't even walk it was it was ridiculous so fenway has turned into a party house and it's awesome and i think it's because tickets are slightly more accessible to this playoff run than they've been in the past keep it going keep it loud Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? Just shout out to all the good people that ran Boston Marathon today. I mean, today as every Marathon Monday is, was special. Makes you glad to be in Boston. We had a ton of fun watching it. And it's only fun for us if there's enough idiots that are out there putting themselves through the grueling pain. So I know we, we had a shout-out to Jacqueline and the 2 Crew. I'm sure there are other 2 Crew members that ran the marathon today that we that we missed. There's so many people that are going by. Shout-out to you guys. Shout-out to the 2 Crew who ran Chicago yesterday. A bunch of people there. Shout-out to my mom who ran Chicago. So just, just thank you guys for all putting yourselves through the misery of the marathon so people like us have an excuse to day drink all day and just yell at people and get rowdy for the city of Boston. Uh, I will say on my bell lap, I, Mike, I, I started to talk to Mike about it on the course and we said we were going to talk about it on the podcast and we forgot to bring it up. But we'll talk about it on the next podcast. But um, I decided with all the, with all the buzz... With all the buzz in the air of marathon season and being around the Boston Marathon, I got excited. And uh, I decided that next fall I'm going to run a marathon. So that's what we're doing. Mike, cause it looks like you have something you want to say. Yeah, literally the entire recording, I was thinking to myself, there's well, something. Let's get what you want to get into in real I quick. said, there's something I want to talk about. And I told Steve, I don't want to give him a reaction right now. All right, give me your reaction. Give me your honest uh, reaction. We're in the bell app, I feel like, no, no. We can go. We can ta- go. That's what the bell lap's for. It's, it's a the cleanup entire finish. show. I was thinking to myself. The what bell, app the bell lap. The hell! I should have said it out louder. So, so the but, bell lap was was always intended to clean up any topics that we missed. So, give me your reaction. See, we retired to get. I mean, I you know, told I me know, that. I know. You told me that on the street that me and you are like, we're 22 miles into the Boston Marathon. And you know anybody who doesn't know the story? Like, we had done a few marathons, and we decided that when we both qualified for Boston, we were gonna retire from marathoning forever at the Boston Marathon. We were gonna enjoy it. We are gonna drink beers on the course. That was like pretty much the start of of Peak to early It was that marathon. Was what we were doing. Our journey to that. And on the very same, on the ground. <laughs> where, where we laid the peak too early and decided that marathoning stinks and we're never going to do it again. You just like casually slip in. In between like cheering for Bob and Ben and whoever ben. else. And yeah, <laughs> Shout out to Ben. Uh, best running team of all time. Uh, you just casually slip in. The, you're retired. What, yeah. No, what do you mean you're going to run a marathon in the fall? Yeah, I'm gonna what does that a- mean? You're retired. You're done. We quit. It's over. I miss the atmosphere. No, uh-huh. nobody misses. Nobody misses. You had the atmosphere. <laughs> With your phone. You no, know. I don't care about my phone. We had the atmosphere. We were there today. We were soaking in. We were enjoying it. What do you mean? I'm not sure I can trust anything Steve says about anything now. Because if there's one thing that Steve was sure about it's is that ten- he had retired from It's like Steve loves the Patriots and the Red Sox and the Celtics and the Bruins and he's never going to marathon again. That's, That's what it. I know about Steve. And he loves Miller Light. And he loves Miller Lite and he never marathons yeah well things change people change I've seen a lot of change in you people yeah yeah. I mean we did go through a lot of we just won the podcast last week we talked about the big changes that we were going through I I I almost went into my rocky I can't do any more changes last day last episode we talked about too many changes this is this is the final you gotta roll with the changes you gotta roll with the changes Mike that's not the song we end on I know I know but you gotta roll with the changes and uh I'm uh, yeah. I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there to the universe that next fall, I already I already have my marathon picked up that I'm going Are you already are you already registered? <laughs> Steve's already like I, registered I, I I haven't registered yet. But yeah, I decided that I miss it, and uh, I need to I need to do something dramatic. It, I'll I'll leave it with this. I need to do something drastic, or I will forever. I will be done with my running career. And I'm not saying I want to get back into my running career fully but i've i the past couple months have been really tough and unless i make a dramatic commitment to the sport in some way then i think it might be gone forever so because of that I am going to sign up for a marathon. I'm going to spend a lot of money signing up for that marathon. We're going to book flights. We're going to book hotels. Everything. A year ahead of time. So I have some skin in the game. And my wife and I are going to do a marathon next fall. That's what we're doing. Perfect time for the helicopter to be there. See, this, I think this is the way you guys set it off. The helicopter just destroying the audio above us. All right. Hey, everyone. I would have run faster, but I peed too early. Mike, hit me with the jokes.